All right. Yep. Yep. Welcome back and welcome to a new Ring on the Brain podcast. Yep. Hey, it's BG here. Let's go ahead and do it. I have episode two for a Know Your District. Haha. So, Know Your District. Know Your District is a candidate session where we talk to local candidates. You know, we've heard a lot from the national guys. Let's hear from the locals. So, I have with us today. Episode two, and this is going to be with Eric Velasquez for District 118 out of San Antonio, Texas. This is a large district as well. It's kind of similar to 119. If you look at the district map for Texas, you can find that online. And let me see if I can pull up the URL for you so you can find the map. I kind of left that out last time. So, yes, you want to go to texas.gov. And what I'm doing is I went to this one. Watch this. I'm going to bring it all up for you. So, yes. The direct link to the picture is uh, going to be wrm.capital.texas.gov a whole bunch of weird backslashes um, the other way to find it would be directly at texas house of representatives.gov so it's going to be house.texas.gov slash members slash members dash page slash question mark district equal 118 boom 62 the, the house district page it's going to show you the current house uh, representative member we're going to talk a lot about him very soon this is mr leo pacheco he is the current democratic candidate that is currently the incumbent to this seat so this is you're going to hear from his rival if you will his his competition um this uh, the competition leo pacheco is going to be the guy you're going about to hear uh yeah so i mean you know it's, it was really cool to you know get some insight on how these districts have voted in the past and now to see what these districts have coming to see the options and opportunities it's amazing eric velasquez the guy you're about to hear who i did this interview with for know your district he's awesome super cool guy definitely reaches out to the community i mean hands on the ground you know what i'm talking about like he's down down there you know making sure that people got food making sure the elderly are taken care of you know, to hear some of his current goals and, and things, it, it's you're really going to be inspired. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, appreciate all you guys for hanging in there. I got one more episode coming soon, but check it out. Episode two, Know Your District, Eric Velasquez, 118. Let's go. All right. And welcome back. New Rink on the Brain. Um, BG here. Got a great guest. I do thank you for your time. This is going to be Eric Velasquez, and it's going to be District 118? 118, yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Great to meet you. Thank you for your time. And I know I know, it's, it's a busy time right now, you know, as we don't have a lot of months left. But it's great to hear from you. I just wanted to see if, you know, maybe you had a, a chance to ask, just to answer a couple questions for people who may not know what voting was. I know mm-hmm. early voting just ended on the 14th, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good, good. So, and, and with your district, I mean, you're covering a pretty large area of San Antonio. Can you tell us more about that? So, um, the reason why it's so big is because uh, a lot of people don't fill out the census. Uh, 
Um, what what a lot of people don't know is the reason you fill out the census one is for representation to see how many representatives you have for your district. Um, so if you don't have enough people fill out the census, you're going to have less representation. So they're going to stretch it out um, and, and, and do it that way. So, I mean, theoretically, if you're looking at the size of the district, it probably should be two representatives in this area. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And they try to do as much as they can with doing the canvassing. They send out the census workers. They're going to send them out here in August and then they're going to go house to house, which is crazy, you know. Um, and I know because my wife used to do that oh. and she used to, has to go. And it's 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 scary because it's, you know, you have to go house to house and, you know, you never know who's going to be hostile or, <laughs> right. you know, but um, also it provides funding from the federal uh, from from the government as far as uh, roads and, 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 you know, the roadway system and then also school funding. So there could be a lot of attributes from school funding that are missing out from these areas because they're not filling out the census properly or, you know, whatever it is. So that's why um, it is such a large area. And, and I just think that we really we need to reiterate that fact. And they, they, for sure, they're leaving out the immigration status stuff. So I know a lot of people were worried about that. That's so. true. And I'm just going to share my screen real quick, just kind of give a give the the viewers a, a visual of what we're talking about. Because I mean, this is a you know, San Antonio is a pretty big city, but if this is 118, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. It's, I it's, mean, you know, granted, yes, a lot of it is rural. It's a rural area, um, and actually the the district did change so right where that i don't know um over by district 124 and 117 mm -hmm. that little area right there that's right. that's no longer 118 um so it cuts down highway 35 a little bit uh, a little bit over but I did, I did find a different map is this the new one that you're talking yes. about yes yeah yeah you see so that's the one on the on the actual um, that's the one from the straight from the Texas House of Representatives uh, website. Um, so that is the the new those are the new boundaries. But yeah, it's still big. Um, but, you know, yes, there are a lot of unincorporated areas. So it's a lot of rural. Right. So if you look down at the bottom. Yeah. So there, there, so there is that. But there is a lot of concentration of people on the south side, um, you know. And then over off of uh, in Selma and all that, but it sure. it, it is pretty big. <laughs> and, and and I mean, and really, this kind of encompasses portions of Elmendorf, right? So, right. so we're we're encompassing other small towns, if anything, right. in this map. So exactly. And and, that, and that's why you know I, I I've always felt that you know voting is very important. You know, knowing where you live is important, and knowing what to vote for is very important. So with the district of that size, you know, and, and I know you, you had said um, that there were some events you were doing as well. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little more about, about, the, about your, your impact, what you're looking to do for a district of that size. You know, I was doing some food distributions and I'm still doing those. Um, but I feel like those are kind of getting normalized. Um, there's everybody's doing them now, like everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and 
last week I, I, I went in, I was like, you know what? I, I stopped and I went in and worked with somebody that was a community leader in her community. And she kind of just gave me a, a in-depth personal raw view of how some of these neighborhoods are doing and they're not doing good at all. And these food drives, a lot of the seniors don't even have vehicles to go pick up these food, go pick up the food from the food bank or, or food distribution. So how are they getting that food? They would have to rely on somebody else. Right. And I realized that, well, maybe that's not the best way to go about it. Yes, it is great. But also hearing about from the food bank, if you pull up to a food bank distribution, they just load your car with piles of stuff like, milk and all this stuff but not to ask if the person's gluten you know they, they can't take gluten or they're lactose intolerant and all this food goes to waste so we're spending all this money and not using the resources we have effectively and 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 i'm pretty sure you you, you understand that the government likes to have a one one size fits all approach. That's not how, <laughs> that's not how it works, you know? Um, and just, just working with them directly to see, okay, well, I, I, I went and asked a, a few senior citizens. I was like, how can, how can we directly impact you? How can we um, legitimately get resources to you? Because not, Obviously, a lot of the seniors don't have internet. They don't know how to navigate it. Um, they don't really care to, which is fine. That, that, that's, it's all good. But how, how can we get resources to them? And a lot of them just said word of mouth. Word of mouth, church, um, small gatherings, which now is obviously out of the question for seniors. Um, but those are the only ways. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah. Some of the communities are not going to accept people from the outside that they don't know. So that right. makes it even harder. And I think that's where people that are in position or trying to be in position like I am need to get with actual community leaders and start setting up that trust with them and say, look, this person is here to help and cut all the politics out and just try to actually do some change, not just a bandaid over what, what's happening. Right. So you know, and, and just tailor everything to each, just like how we have representations for each district, we should have representations for each community is how I can kind of see it. Cause they're all different. Mm -hmm. you know? so. Especially when it's widespread as that map is, you know, you're right. encompassing so many different cultures, even, you know, that may not even intermingle, you know, just right. in, in the, the buildup of how that's done. Um, but yeah, you touched on something big with the food drives. I, I just wanted to put a quick word there. I have a, you know, I have an elderly um, grand, grand, uh, grand uh, great aunt, if you will, you know, kind of mm. refer to her as grandma, but it's my great aunt. <laughs> you know, I've noticed, you know, half of the food she gets, it's not that she doesn't want to eat, but, you know, for health reasons, digestive right. reasons, she may not want to keep a big pork loin, you know, yeah. that's being given to her. She's like, yeah, it's free, but what am I going to do with it? You know, for the most right. part, it's, too much fat it's something my doctor says i can't eat and right. when it comes to the gluten part spot on and, and I've, I've seen more of the of the elderly with just a overabundance of bread or, yeah. or beans yeah. and it's like you know they're not gonna that's not really gonna be in the diet you know and i think a lot of us almost don't even know how to eat right anyway you know yeah. and that's been a lot a large thing i've seen 
is, you know, do can people make good decisions when going to buy groceries, you know? Yeah, I, I know I, I don't sometimes, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, you know, and, but the, here's the thing too, is um, the, the daughter of the, the woman that was helping, she was like, I, I'm trying to get my CDL because my, what I want to do is buy a big semi and convert it into a kitchen and go around teaching seniors and people how to cook simple little things. Right. And I was like, that's a great idea. You know, yeah. just go around doing these little cast classes. Like, you know, I mean, as simple as something that would seem to, to, to a lot of people, there might be some things that people would not know. And, and that's, that's, that's the reason why, like how to make a salad or how to make a, you know what I mean? Just simple, simple things that we take for granted and we think, Oh, well, everybody would know that. But, you know, I mean, especially with the education system, the way it is, it's not, you know, we need to start from the ground level up and, and empower and educate everybody to, to, to self-sustain themselves and to empower themselves. I think. For sure. For sure. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and, and really, yes, um, de definitely chiming on with everything that my podcast talks about, you know, um, at, at one point we had, I've talked about, you know, doing home gardening, you know, making mm -hmm. that something that people can learn you know, and then we could teach the young kids, the kids, the kids would keep that because we're losing that. You know, we yeah. don't, we don't really have people who really eat fresh from their own. And I think to have that ownership would be really good. Um, right. Yeah. So um, with that, let's touch on the Libertarian Party, you know, let's, let's talk, talk a little bit about that because you're, you're <laughs> that's what you're in, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the Libertarian Party, they're, they're constitutionalists, you know, they're very much um, kind of leave me alone as far as the government goes, um, as you know, as long as you're doing something, that's not hurting anybody else. Uh, that's kind of the mindset. Um, you know, it's not perfect just like anything. And, and I don't agree with, with, you know, certain things just like the, with just a lot of things that not a lot of things, but just certain things. I mean, we're not all perfect and we have disagreements, but I know that they closely align to, all of my my morals and, and my thoughts as well so but yeah just very much um you know i'm pro second amendment but also pro immigration so we want you know people to be able to be immigrated here and and just to make it easier and not completely jack around with people <laughs> it's the best way to say it you know um getting rid of agencies like ice and and uh atf and things like that that you know or, or like what's happening in Portland, you know, with these, with the government officials or so to say government, um, <laughs> uh, just kidnapping people without reading Miranda rights and things like that. And, and, you know, just arresting them. And, and even Trump just said it last night is, oh yeah, we're, you know, they're doing a great job out there and they're arresting people, you know, arresting people. And we have a lot of people in jail. I'm like, really? Like, is that, is that the America that we want? You know, and, and I think criminal reform, justice reform is needed. You know, um, I don't smoke marijuana at all. I've never smoked even cigarettes or cigars or anything, but I don't think it should be illegal. Um, and that would clear up a lot of people that are in prison right now. But, but <laughs> here's the thing, though, if you get rid of those charges, that's still going to be on their record as well. So we, you know, well, some, you know, especially like, like drug dealers or whatever it's, whatever it is, you know? And so 
you would have to, in a sense, they would still be kind of screwed anyway because they're trying to get into the workforce and they've been in prison or in jail. So, you know, we have to find a solution for that as well. So my thought was, okay, we'll encourage businesses to hire ex-felons or um, ex-prisoners to work, you know, to offer them an outlet or even a program, programs that are in jail to kind of like how they do in high school. You, you learn this trade and then you end up pretty much kind of a guaranteed job or at least a a, a job in the, you know, in the community. So something like that, you know, I, I think that we should have something like that not just keep them in there and oh, well, fight for your life in a sense. You know what I mean? So no, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Uh, um, and you had shared with me there was a there's a presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party as well. Yeah, which which <laughs> they kindly don't mention her name at all. And any media outlets, they just say, "Oh, Libertarian presidential nominee," you know, says this. Then you have to go into the actual article and actually read what the person's name is. But it says Libertarian presidential nominee. Uh, does not agree with Biden or Trump or something like that. Like you say the two names, but you don't say the libertarian. So it's just kind of like that. But um, she's a psychology uh, major. Um, she uh, she's pretty much you know libertarian. Um, just very much um, removing government agencies and just pretty much kind of what the libertarian party is all about. Um, and yeah, I mean. She, to me, she seems the most normal of the other two. I haven't looked at um, Howie Hawkins from the Green Party. Mm. Um, Not yet. I will. I promise. (laughs) Um, Because I I still believe that it doesn't matter by party. You know, I I really don't. If I'm going to preach that, I have to actually input it in my in my life as well. So I'm not going to tell people, well, give people another chance. Don't just vote by party if I'm going to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. I look at everybody. I vote Democrat, some Republican, some Libertarian. Um, you know, Green Party doesn't have too many people on, on board. Um, but that's also because of the Republican Party did do a bill that made it a requirement for us to have to pay a filing fee um, because it wasn't fair. <laughs> so, so now you have to have money to run for politics <laughs> and you have to pay this ex- ex- ridiculous filing fee for mine. It was $750. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. just, and then for like, it gets higher and higher, but you know, it's just things like that, that, you know, when, when they enact stuff like that, that tells you that they're getting a little worried that people are coming and I've talked to a lot of people and they're they're they they feel like they are libertarian like when I talk to them about what a libertarian is they're like wow you, you know after talking to me for a little bit they're like I may be a libertarian I, I never knew that you know but it, it's a two-party system and that's why I was telling you about approval voting mm-hmm. approval voting is is something that needs to come here or even ranked choice voting. I don't care. Either one of those two, I think, would help. So, but there definitely has to be some change, you know, because yeah. the current system is happening. It's not working. No. And, <laughs> it's not. You know, to to be to be told by the by the the Democratic presidential candidate 
I'm not black if I don't vote for him. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, I'm good at that and point. And he's still and he's still running. That that's the crazy thing that <laughs> seems to say anything about it now. It's like wow, that's that's interesting. Okay, cool. Jada Pinkett Smith is the thing right now. All right, whatever. And I yeah. mean, it it seems that as soon as he said that, there was a focus on okay, what what are black people gonna do? And when they put you know a focus on it, it seems that there's a lot of mental health issues that probably aren't being talked about. You know. No. And, even right before talking to you, I was I'm listening to the new Nick Cannon's class, you know, oh. and he's sitting down with a rabbi and getting educated, but no, no one's talking about that miseducation, you know, right. and what he said, some, someone else could have easily repeated that and, and completely believed it, completely believed that, oh yeah, you know, um, the Rothschilds and Jews are all together. That's a problem. That, yeah. that's, that's what caused World War II. That's a problem. We can't, right having that same repeat of, of history. And, you know, from, from um, the, pa the you know, past couple of candidates I've, I've spoken to, I, I'll try to always bring up, how do you feel about the education system right now? Do you feel that that needs to have any change? I'm, I'm still looking to see what, what I can do. I just know that we need a complete overall of what we're doing because what we're doing is setting our students back our, our younger generations back and we're getting worse. And, and to me, that's where, and it could be mostly Democrat or Republican, but they, they don't want people to be educated. They, you know, and, and to be on a system like this, again, where one size fits all, that's why a lot of people are flocking to charter schools and, right. and, as libertarians, we're very much for choice, school choice, you know, so instead of having to pay your property, we don't even want to property taxes to begin with. But so far, since we are paying property taxes, we have to pay these school districts. And some of the times, either one, we don't have kids, or two, our kids aren't even going to those schools. Right. Um, so we should have a voucher system to where we can take that money and input it to a charter school if we want to. But I don't want to bash the public schools either because I came from a public school and I know how messed up it was. And I really want that to be fixed because I think there could be some good potential from public schools. But the way it's right now, I don't think we should have any more funding to it until we fix that. Not, not, I'm not saying to completely get rid of the funding for public school. I'm just saying to, to fix that problem before we increase any more funding to it right and just fix that brokenness because that's another thing that's broken the election system's broken you know justice everything is broken and we're not fixing it from the beginning so if we fix the education system and we start having educated children then they won't lead into a bad life so we have to go to uh, to prison they will have better opportunities mm -hmm. and not everybody should be pushed into going to college. I didn't go to college. Right. It wasn't for me. And we shouldn't be pushing our kids to that because then that leads into debt. Leads to, to, you know, and it's just a cycle. And right. this whole dream of, oh, you got to go to college. For what? 80% right. Right. of these people, these kids, they're not even doing the job that they, they went to school for. Mm -hmm. So it, it's just, I get passionate about it because I'm like, I get, I get frustrated that, 
nothing's changing. And I know, I know if I, if I get elected, um, one, I'll be the first libertarian candidate, libertarian elected official in the city of Austin. Well, not in the city of, but the, the state government, um, which is huge because I would be, and Hispanic on top of that. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> with, with a libertarian party, I think is is a lot of, uh, a lot of white, white, white people is mostly like the demographic, but either way though, I think just those two things is, would be huge. <laughs> um, but besides all that, just to fix something, do something different than what we're doing. And that's, that's why I get passionate about it. Cause like, like I might not have all the answers, but I know that I could use my resources to find ways to do it and let's do something different. And I know I'll get kickback from, from people that are already in there, but I'm going to try and hopefully I can inspire somebody to come in and do the same thing as well. So. Perfect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's the one. That's it. No, because I mean, really, that's that, that's kind of what I've been hearing from a lot of people, you know, my, my friends, other podcasters, everyone online. We, we got to change it all. You know, there's definitely a lot missing from the system that a lot that can be fixed and really should have been a long time ago. Yeah. But it's taking those entities out that keep that status quo taking out those congressional members that have been doing it for 30 40 years and obviously haven't fixed anything that's america right right exactly <laughs> oh hey that's what we had in the first place well it's because yeah. he didn't change anything you know your so election like, system's not american <laughs> right, well right. I mean, you know it is but it isn't you know and that's the thing is the constitution never said that it has to have is limited two parties so right. you know for you to put limitations and to, to make it harder for just decent people that don't come from a wealthy background to run, you know, and I don't, luckily my party was like, they, they gathered up enough money for me to, to run. So I didn't have it. Um, so I just, I'm just grateful and I'm trying to do the best that I can. And just, just trying to, just trying to be a light, in the in the politics world and and i want to remove that narrative of oh it's just politics or it's politicians mm -hmm. because there's there's people i know there's people like like me that air it's just we're being overshadowed by a lot of this negativity and and i know that i'm not going to be perfect i'm not going to make the always the the 100 best decision but i know that i will try in my heart to do the best thing and, and lead the way that it should be led. Um, yeah, that, that's basically it. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, that's, that's so refreshing to hear, you know, with everything that's going on right now, it, it, I do appreciate every, everything you said. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I, I don't want to keep you on too long for sure. Like I said, I want to kind of, you know, kind of cut myself off of anything, but I do thank you for everything. Um, I, I did speak with the, um, Republican representative for the 119th district, which is right inside of yours. Um, so, he, you know, I'm hearing the same thing. And, and that's really what, what, I'm, what I'm, I'm loving about right now is we want to be changed. You know, we, we know that something different needs to happen. And if you're stepping up for change and that's what, and, and that's your goal, I'll back, back that up a hundred percent, you know, and yeah, you're, it, you're definitely welcome it, here on the podcast for sure. And, and you know, the, the thing that I know, that I've, I've seen while, while doing some of these, like on the campaign trail, mm -hmm. I look for 
honesty, like from other candidates, because I'm a voter too, right? So when I was going to the forums, I would, I would listen to them and just try to see like the genuine, the authenticity of people. And it's hard to see it on paper. You have to just talk to people and, you, you know, you have to make sure that they're not just providing lip service and, and just, just saying it for whatever reason. And that's why, like, I think it's important to just start doing stuff, like going out and, and doing stuff and not, not for cameras or anything. I didn't, like, the lady took pictures of me on, on last week, but I was like, I, you know, I'm not going to post them just because that's not what I'm here for, you know? Right. Um, but I think it's important to, to talk about it because a lot of people think that the, the food stuff is, is it's helping, but it's not helping like where it really should be. So mm-hmm. and that's where I think it's important to, you know, I'm hoping that all these candidates um, share a passion for change, like a real passion for change, not just saying it just so that way they can get elected. So, right, right. You know, it's it, 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 definitely real, definitely real. And then we could feel it, you know, each time that, that I speak to someone else or anytime that I do talk to someone that says is in that situation to be elected for influence, it's great that I'm hearing the sincerity of, yes, we know there's an issue, here's what we want to do. And just to hear that alone, a lot of people would love that. But again, I'm just doing what the media won't do, you know, You're right. <laughs> a lot of people won't do. So, you know, I think if we keep that up, you know, that that's the new change. That's the new normal is that we bring each other up, you know, yeah. and, you know, if, if I can help you in any way, let me know, vice versa, we'll do that, you know, and yeah. I think this could be a real good start. And that's why I wanted to educate people, at least let them see the faces of who's running, not just read the name. So right. I do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for, for sure. I, I appreciate you having on and just for reaching out. I, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> who's this? you know, but I, I'm just, I'm happy to just reach with other people that are, that are willing to change the narrative. Cause I, I feel like you're changing the narrative with, you know, not just focusing on, on certain things and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, but, but thank you. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We can um, pick this up another day. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll go ahead and make some meetings, but I do thank you for everything. I'm going to go ahead and close out our recording here. Oh, can I, um, can I just talk about really quick about approval voting? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and I don't know, have you ever covered it on your show? No, not yet. Nope. I'm, I'm novice. So yeah. I'll, okay. I'll... Um, I, I think that we, we should start, thinking about I mean we should have started thinking about this a long time ago but (laughs) I'm fairly new to it as well from like about a year or two years um so approval voting would change our elections the way they're handled by you don't just vote for one person in the election so let's say if it's you sorry you me and somebody else right and let's say if the person is who's voting likes you and I they can vote for both of us. <laughs> and basically whoever has the most votes wins, right? So you're not locked in to one single choice and you're not playing this two-party system. You're allowing a, a, the possibility for, for an independent or third-party candidate to win. Um, and that's the 
biggest complaint that I hear from people is, well, I don't want to vote, you know, other than Democrat or Republican because you're going to split the vote or your, your vote is taken away from my candidate. And that's why people don't vote these parties and that what has led us into the big two party system. And John Adams, you know, even said the biggest, the biggest evil would be separating into two big um, political parties. And, and that's not the direct quote, but there's a different quote, but um, you know, just things like that, that we need to focus on. And even if it's four people on the ballot, you could choose one, two, and three. And then if you don't want to vote for the other one, it's fine. But that's how you would do elections. And also because you're minimizing the cost of, they have, have what's called open primaries. So basically any party can join in the primaries because we are not available to go into primaries. So this last election, the runoffs and the primaries before that, I wasn't in it because I wasn't allowed to. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. So the fact that the the city of Bear County or the county of Bear County pays eight million dollars every election cycle to run these primaries, and all you're doing is trying to figure out who is going to run for the Democrat or the Republican Party. Mm. So you, you tell me if that's a waste of money. <laughs> and and, and I, I've I've brought it up before. That's the media's easiest way to say, "Oh yeah, we're not going to talk about anything else because there's only two things to talk about." You know, there yeah. is no other option, and the media plays a huge role in that as well. And that's why you know I think uh, 20, tw- 2014, twelve, 20, no, yeah, it would have been twelve. The twenty twelve election, I didn't I didn't vote for the two party system. You know, I voted outside and. You know, I got a lot of guff for it. You know, Gary Johnson was a little crazy, but you know, <laughs> it was better better than the than the voting between two evils method. Yeah. You know, the, I, I hate that comment. You know, oh, choose a lesser of two evils. And I'm like, no, there's there's another choice. Well, here's the thing, too, is the reason whenever we that was the most amount of votes that we've ever gotten for a libertarian presidential presidential candidate, by the way. And that was in 2016. Oh, right. And the reason why a lot of libertarians care about votes is because if we don't have a certain percentage in an election, we will lose access. And Democrat and Republican Party do not want us to have ballot access. Mm-hmm. So that's why they pass these laws where, oh, you have to have 2% minimum in this election to keep ballot access if not yeah if not you have to pay half a million dollars to get ballot access and tell me that's not crazy so so the reason why when when we push as libertarians or green party please vote for these people and you know they might not be like the super best candidate but they're still better than the democrat republican it's because we're trying to contain, keep ballot access because it's under threat every single time. And for us, sometimes it is, like, a lot of them like do want to do straight ticket libertarian because they know how much 
of a pain it would be if we would lose ballot access. But, you know, and there are still some states in the U.S. that Libertarian um, Joe Jorgensen is not going to be on the ballot because of that ballot access. Mm. So it's just something like that 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 makes you think about all this stuff and why we push so much for it. And, and, and we were also talking about voting Joe Biden or um, cause uh, somebody related to me, she was like, well, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because no, not, you know, I'm like, well, why not vote for a third party? No, I, that's this, this election is too important. I'm like, all elections are important. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, everybody's always said that, but the thing is, is that you be realistic. Is Trump going to be, is Biden going to win Texas? Probably not. No. Yeah. So, so you're going to vote for Biden, even though he's still going to lose. So in a sense, you're throwing your vote away if you want to throw it that way. (laughs) So why not, why not do it for a third party or, you know, or independent candidate? You know, it's that way they can make it easier for them. But, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things that it's hard to, to one, get into that detail, you know, when the basics of it is already confusing to a lot of people because that's how they made it. They made it confusing to people. So, Mm-mm-mm. sorry. <laughs> just, no, no, you're right. And they did that in 2016. You yeah. know, cause they, they they made a real big point of making Gary Johnson and see the bumbling guy. Hey, yeah. hey, well, let's ask some weird questions, spitball answers. He's not built for that. And I mean, yeah, yeah you know, was he going to be a president? Probably not. But I felt more, way more comfortable at the end of the night knowing, okay, cool. I voted for something off the beaten path, you know. Right. And I think that's a better way to look at voting because it isn't about, hey, let's all go down the same road together that's not the case. That's not, right. we're not built for that. And I think, yeah. you know, if you're having your own journey, vote that way, you know, yeah, they it, don't just take on what everyone else is doing, you know? Right. You know, and, and, and I'll be honest, like, I'm not like the, the sharpest person or whatever the case. And I'm not, I didn't go to college and, and, you know, I barely passed high school, but me too. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I, I've learned a lot. I've had a lot of life experiences. I've I've done a lot of different types of jobs from my own choosing because I always like to improve myself. Mm-hmm. And just just the fact that like I, I want to be that person that that somebody could see that I grew up on the south side and could say, look, this person went to my school, mm-hmm. and you know, I honestly never thought I'd be in politics, but I'm I'm grateful for just doing it and you know but I I'm just I just know that my heart's in it and I will do the best that I can and just sharpen my abilities and just learn cuz I'm a fast learner you know I just might not you know I could be like Gary Johnson be like oh I don't know what you're talking about but I try to stay on top of everything but it's hard you know it's hard to stay on top of everything but you know, especially because I have two little ones and my wife and, and everything. And so it's just I try to do as best as I can and learn as much as I can. Um, but, you know, I think that's what we should look at, not just, you know, your degrees and your, you know, your ties with people, because that's what makes you corrupt sometimes, <laughs> your ties with people. <laughs> so, right. yeah. 
right? yeah <laughs> true so. and, and i mean we're just having so many examples of how that corruption at those high levels it's real yeah. it's very real and i mean to keep voting that in it's foolish so i mean right <laughs> this is definitely i think one of those years where you know whether we're able to change everything together or we can get a you know, hundred million votes on one person. Great. But I, it's just so hard to get people to back one thing in general, let alone yeah. a vote, you know? So yeah. you're definitely fighting the good fight, brother. I do appreciate it. You know, you. <laughs> the sincerity is real. We, we can definitely, we, we can definitely tell, you know, you're not playing at all. We do thank appreciate you for it. that. Um, so yeah, um, if you could reach out to, um, you know, any other candidates that you know of, do you know of any other libertarian candidates in town? Um, yeah, yeah, there are, um, you know, a lot, a lot of them are, are just, they put their name on the ballot cause we are in a lawsuit right now with the state of Texas for, for this whole, you know, ballot stuff and having to pay filing fees. So, right, you right. know, um, but yeah, I do, I do know a couple other ones that, that aren't running and, um, I'll, I'll let them know. And then I could, I could send the message to you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, just a, as many voices as I can, you know, I want to at least show, you know, the public that's watching what I'm doing, hey, look, I'm reaching out everywhere. You know, I'm yeah. not a one-side coin. I want to show that, you know, we're open to dialogue here, you know, and I think what we've heard so far, the passion's real. I mean, I really do enjoy knowing that, okay, there is an option, you know, we yeah. don't have to assume it's Republican or Democrat. There is another <laughs> option, you know, and that, right. that's huge for people. I think that would be a, that would be a healing piece of data right there. You know, a lot yeah. of people would, would feel much better about what they're doing and then maybe even march in that direction, you know, to get that yeah. change. But you're being the change you want to see. And I love that. And that's what we do here. So um, yeah, let me, let me go ahead and change a little things here. I'm going to head out. I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording. I do appreciate right. um, everyone from uh, a new on the brain. Stay tuned. We'll be back Thank here you. in a minute. Yes, sir. Thank you.